welcome everyone thank you for joining us angela just how are you doing you okay today yeah all good i'm good good stuff where are you based today angela uh, I'm based in Copenhagen, uh, and the weather today actually is not that great. It's raining outside, um, but we have been having amazing weather lately. So I'm not going to complain about one rainy day. <laughs> yes. What what temperature is it in Copenhagen at the minute? I, I actually don't know. Um, probably around 20 degrees. Have no idea. Oh, in in the UK, it's it's very similar to be honest. It's like this is the best we get like 22 degrees so we're very excited it's very difficult to motivate staff right now so today um yeah so it's, it's a subject uh, which is very passionate uh, to angela very passionate to evolution as well uh, so we're going to be discussing breaking barriers uh, empowering the next generation of female engineers with angela um and for those who know angela angela then um obviously thank you for joining us for those who don't um we're going to give an introduction in a second apart from that um my name is chris bennett and the nordics managing director here at evolution i've been in recruitment there for 10 years and very passionate about the job but i realize some of my colleagues don't do it in the best way and my mantra in recruitment is adding value to communities and then doing business and this is part of that value add uh, to make you aware we place freelancers all across the nordics a lot of you will be working with us already but if you're not feel free to click the qr code at the top and you can get in touch and see how we can do business together uh, today we're honored to have angela timofta uh, director of engineering at trustpilot a respected pillar within the engineering community with us uh, Trustpilot, for those of you who don't know, is a well-established and reputable company that specializes in online reviews and customer feedback. And Angela has got uh, a lot of noteworthy accomplishments, including being acknowledged as AWS Hero and Developer of the Year in 2020. Brings a depth of wisdom to it, this discussion today. Uh, she's got a lot of experience in guiding technical teams, fostering innovation, and smoothly transitioning legacy applications, which is quite exciting, actually. Um, and obviously, to our listeners, we value in signing up to this webinar. And if you are listening through the podcast, then thank you again for your continued support. I've got some questions for Angela already, but if you feel free to pop them in the chat function, if we've got time, we'll go through them. Okay, I suppose, have I missed anything there, Angela, in my introduction about you? Uh, no, no, I mean, thank you for um, for the introduction and the, the kind words there. Um, I would just uh, mention that I am um, I am currently living in Denmark, as we, we established in the beginning, uh, but I am originally from Romania. Um, I have moved to, to Denmark 11 years ago. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, one, one other thing that... Uh, not everyone can see on LinkedIn, maybe, <laughs> but uh, but people will know from my name. Very true. So I suppose, listen, I know why we chose this subject, but yeah, if you want to listen, um, tell the listeners, I suppose, why is it? Why are you so passionate about this area? Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I am a female engineer, ring, and um, it hasn't been the the easiest journey, I would say. Uh, not. Um, yeah, not, not having many role models around me that I could uh, look up to. And oh, my screen just locked for a second there. Uh, 
Um, and then the fact that even though this subject has been discussed and brought to the industry many years ago, we still have this this problem uh, even today when, when I look at uh, the numbers of uh, female engineers and we keep having the same discussion, but not much is, is happening in, in reality. Uh, and so that's why I am very passionate about uh, about the subject and really looking at how we can make a change. And I suppose, because it does seem like for those who are listening today, there's plenty on LinkedIn, plenty of people discussing areas that this would fall under. I suppose from your perspective, Angela, why has... Why has this particular area of female engineers either been pushed back or why is it not being sounded out as much? I don't know. What's your perspective on this? Because there's plenty being discussed about diversity. Yes, that that's true. And uh, it, it's great to see that more more people are talking about diversity and uh, even looking at the gender specifically, we can see women in tech being something that uh, everyone is trying to to discuss about but when we look at the at the numbers and what people are looking at when reporting some of the numbers when it comes to women in tech we discovered that now tech it's more broad which is great it's great that we encompass more um fields in, in into tech but when we look specifically at engineering the numbers haven't haven't moved uh and when i say more fields are are being put in, in tech. If, if we're thinking about product management, it's under tech. Or if um, we're thinking of um, data scientists and uh, design and UX and so on, everything it's under tech. Um, even for example, um, if we're looking at um, a lot of um, of articles about women in tech and empowering women in tech, it's it's many CEOs, which again it. It's a great subject. It's good to see those role models, but it's not female engineers. Um, so I think, yeah, the, the subject kind of changed a little bit where we're looking at women in technology, but under technology is so, so many other fields. And we're not looking at engineering, which was originally what started uh, the, the movement. Mm. It's almost like, it's been, I don't know if pushback is the phrase, but it's almost been pushed back for good reasons, but ultimately there's still an area that needs to improve. I suppose for our listeners, um, Angela, if you could talk us about from kind of your early years of what that journey looked like for you, because I know a lot of this uh, field is trying to attract female engineers early on. Yeah, so what attracted you to this space whenever it happened? Just talk us through that journey. Uh, yes, yeah. I mean, I I started very early on in um, in IT, so I did go to an IT high school. Uh, that was actually the name of the the high school, informatics. <laughs> that was the the entire name. Uh, so I started very early on with uh, programming and learning learning to code and so on. Um, and what attracted me the most about going in this was actually seeing, yeah, be, being curious of uh, how games are being made um, and understanding more. Um, if I think like when we first um, bought a computer, 
having a computer when I was young wasn't the, the most uh, common thing. So when when we first uh, bought, bought a computer, I was so uh, attracted and like, yeah, mesmerized of paint and how paint works. Like, yeah. what do you mean you can paint on this on this thing with the mouse? But so I was just yeah very interested in how it works and like how do you get something a machine to do all these things so it just started there and then looking into how how do i get to do this myself how do i get to maybe build the games and then discover websites and how how do i do that so that's how how i started uh, being curious um and then also looking at the the skills that i had when um looking at the the subjects that i really liked i would I was um, very happy with mathematics, but not so much with languages. Uh, so I was like, okay, what's the, the school I can follow where it's the least <laughs> amount of pressure on languages uh, and grammar and moral math. Uh, and that's how I went to, to the IT high school. And from there, I just stayed in the industry because I uh, found it very interesting to, to build things and to see the results. And I suppose, do you know when you went to uh, the IT high school? Yeah. Um, and I suppose you were in those two circles of interest in maths and just so happened to have gone to an IT high school and interest in computers. Was there many other women at the time in that area? And if so, have they saw their careers through to something similar to what you're doing? Um, I wouldn't say we were that many. Um, definitely uh, more than I've seen later in like um, university, for example, and master and so on. Um, when I think of, for example, I had uh, a few years ago my uh, my high school reunion, and it was actually interesting to see majority actually stayed in the IT industry from uh, the all the uh, all the people uh, there, but not so much for the women. Uh, most of the women went for maybe economics, uh, university, or completely different, like lawyers or nurses, but not so much. But for the men, majority actually stayed in the IT sector, even some that went for university on, on a different path in university, but then went back to IT because they discovered, well, I actually enjoyed that. And since I had those skills from, from high school, I could come uh, go back um so yeah not not so many uh women uh continue that uh, that path from from uh, from high school uh and then i as i said like thinking of the next um path like in bachelor even less less women and then master when i did my master degree in uh, in denmark mm. uh, it was only one other female uh <laughs> in the whole master program as uh, so definitely less. And from the outside looking in, from being in the UK, um, and I've been dealing with Nordic countries now for over six years, it is seen as an area where the representation of women in um, STEM fields and STEM subjects is higher. Yeah, but ultimately we don't see that um, in recruitment. We don't see it with the type of people we're working with enough, to be honest. There's a few notable companies who are pioneers of it. But definitely, uh, women engineers, it doesn't seem to like, come through. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, I suppose on, on the uh, thank you for sharing kind of your journey there. By the way, actually, 
But I suppose, what do you think are the wider reasons for this? Um, well, I mean, the, if we're looking at the, and the industry and the perception around the industry, it, the, the environment is seen more hostile for women. Uh, and then, yeah, why, why would you make, make the effort, right, to, to go in a, in a work environment where you're not welcome or where you constantly have to prove yourself? Uh, so I would say that's like um, some some of the reasons why we don't see as many or also uh, what happened to me as well. And I, I've seen it uh, talking to, to other women in, in the industry um, early on where you come, um, apply for jobs or come in, in, in early on in your career, um, many people try to kind of push you to different areas of what's more what 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 part of the field it's more feminine um so i've i've heard it and i've i've experienced it myself with even though i i studied algorithms and scalable computing and i was very much on backend and databases then going to interviews i was asked things like oh but what about you switching to maybe design and i was like well, it would be fantastic if I had the skills. <laughs> so just because I'm a woman doesn't mean that I am maybe more creative in yeah how how websites look. Or so I would say it's also a matter of that. And I've seen even now I had a few people, a few younger female reaching out to me and asking, well, I'm doing data engineering, for example, but I'm getting this push and I'm getting this advice from different people with maybe I should change to something that it's more feminine and I'm like no if you're good at this stay there like don't don't just uh, switch to something else because yeah people have this perception of what the female should be working on and is that gone through I suppose both countries you've worked in and obviously you've been on many conferences in other countries do you see that constantly has there been any improvements uh, in the last 10 years? Um, well, I mean, it's not like I have a, a database that I could say this no. is <laughs> this is how we're tracking against these numbers. Uh, but I can say I've, I've seen it in, in different countries. Uh, I've seen it uh, yeah, in Romania, in Denmark, talking to people from, from other countries as well, like in, in the Nordics, but uh, UK, US and so on. And it's still happening, which uh, which I'm actually amazed. I I kind of not to say I understand, but yeah, I I see why was happening maybe 10, 20 years ago. But the fact that it's still happening is what worries me the the most. That people still have this perception of what um, what they should recommend to a woman to to work on, just based on gender. Well, it's you say about not not having a database obviously there's a joke but we literally do have a database as a recruitment agency and uh we collect people into their job titles we provide freelancers so we keep them in there if they're a freelancer in a certain area and if i look at the software engineers max 10 percent of women max yeah you look at something like erlang or elixir and we're talking few um so yeah, there's definitely something. But I mean, I mean, what what's I suppose from your your side, what can be done about this? I, I suppose a lot of people listening today um, are thinking like, right, okay, 
we even know this situation, even though it's a bit of a surprise to hear the, the depth of it. But what co- what can be done from your side, Angela? Is there any initiatives that you know are being done which you're kind of excited about? Um, well, I mean, of course, more role models. So, and this is where I encourage all the the women that are in the industry uh, to share more about their experience, to share more about their successes. Uh, I know um, women have this tendencies uh, tendency of being quiet about their successes um, and not, yeah, a, a, even posting on LinkedIn that they've done something or they've got the promotion it's seen as bragging so uh, i would say brag a little bit more because that that will that will show younger um generation that this is possible um so more role models uh and then also from um from any anyone no matter the gender encourage more um, um the women in your workplace um look closer to what's happening because you might not realize uh, what they are going through or uh, the, the expectations being different or uh, the asks being different just because of, of the gender. Uh, sometimes, yeah, even myself, because now I am in a position where people don't question my my skills as much. I, I sometimes, yeah, overlook maybe uh, a manager or people putting different expectations on on females uh, but when you when you dig uh, at least a bit in in there you see like okay why why this type of request for this person and not the other one uh, what's the difference there so I would I would say pay more attention if this is happening uh, and raise it uh, and then yeah I mean the, the biggest problem I would say because even if we're looking at the workplace, uh, we we start improving from from this. We definitely need to encourage young young girls uh, because that's where where it actually starts. Um, yeah, start stopping making yeah difference between what what we're giving to to girls versus boys. Uh, what we're encouraged them in in school. What kind of uh, conceptions we put on fields. Um, and yeah, I would say those are just a few things that I, I can mention now, but I'm sure there's so much more that we can do. Yeah, well, I, I'm, um, I'm really interested in the, the three you mentioned there. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the LinkedIn one. Yeah, so um, it's making sure, I suppose, bragging and going into detail about successes. I mean, for any people who are listening out there, yeah, whatever gender um, you specify as, yeah, there's definitely something you could help with today. Yeah, whether you identify as a man and there's someone who you've seen who's not done this, or whether you identify as a woman who's thinking about this right now. Um, I mean, how how would you get them to make that step, Angela? Like, what would you say? Like, what? Because obviously, there's a reason why they're not doing this. So, how do how do you tackle that problem straight away? Um, how how do you tackle people bragging a little bit more? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, is there anything like? Was there any trigger for you in terms of your career that did it for you, um, in terms of doing that? Or is that? Is there any advice? But it seems such a simple thing. Yet, obviously, it's not. Yeah, I mean, I always tell people that they need to be visible. Um, mm. Just waiting in a corner for someone else to see you 
you'll give that power to the external world. So just take that power back and it's up to you to make yourself visible. And now with social media, it's so easy to actually do that. So yeah, take, take that power back, post about what you've done, achievements, um, and then it will become easier. Uh, I, I myself need to remind uh, to, to post more. I'm not the best there, uh, but um, I do put like notes, okay, on Monday, think about this. You need to post. So I'm forcing myself um, because, yeah, otherwise, how would people reach out to you? How would people know that you've, you've done something if you're just waiting? Um, that's, yeah, the, the biggest mistake people do, just waiting for their manager to notice them or for someone somehow to see the great work that they are doing. But that's not, I mean, you might be lucky and will happen, but why leave it up to luck and not do it yourself? And I suppose that that's for obviously a personal gain. And in thinking about the topic today about uh, empowering the next generation, what what impact does that have on, on females out there in this space? Especially so speaking to those people who are engineers in this space who identify as female yeah if you're thinking if you're unsure that you want to go the bragging route and you still feel uncomfortable after Angela was and what Angela said what would you say what impact if they did that what, what impact would they have on the future generation of female engineers well I mean just seeing people succeed and if you're seeing someone that maybe looks like you or comes from the the same country as you or others can connect to that and you'll inspire them because if we're thinking about role models we usually try to uh, aspire to i mean people that did exceptional things but then the way that we connect even more with those role models is by connecting on a different level so as i said origin language uh, gender, all of these can can help with uh, with people actually seeing the possibility of them being in those shoes at uh, at some point. Um, and then don't I, I've also seen people thinking that they can only share like amazing, exceptional um, events. For example, like I don't know, I can only write if I invented something. That's not the case. Like you don't have to invent something to actually uh, mention it to to the world just small things those also inspire people um, the fact that you got a promotion or you wrote an article or you just discover something today that made your work easier can inspire inspire people so also yeah that that's something else that people should uh, keep in mind don't only post when something great happens and do you even do you do it? Do you extend that to I don't know outside of LinkedIn in terms of your kind of your your personal I don't know, your Facebooks, Instagrams, all that type of thing nowadays? Um, would you even extend it to outside that? Uh, well, I mean, put that information wherever you think will inspire people. Um, I'm not one to say which platform you should uh, you should use. Um, I mean, also if we're thinking about the the next generation here. We should probably start uh, to to look at what are the um, uh, the systems that they are using. Uh, 
Um, so probably if you want to have the biggest impact, TikTok is the, the newest uh, Think so. uh, social media platform that you should use. I'm not there myself, so I'm not going to tell people go and do it there. But I mean, if you have ideas, why not? Uh, it's all about inspiring and going where people are. Uh, so yeah, why not? Totally. I'm 34 and I'm not on it yet, but I feel like if I, if I was embracing this topic and people listening today must have clicked for a reason, then these are challenges that I do believe um, that should be tackled at some point. As well, Angela, yeah, um, what's your thoughts on people when you, something resonated me with me when you mentioned about people only celebrate when they've done something big, yeah, and big as in, invented something, become a director, yeah, started a company. And it feels like this happens in um, at the conference world as well, that people only sign up for speaking when they have done something that's incredible, yeah, and you see the representation of females there lower than the, the males. And it seems like an obvious area where there's there's another issue there of people not of women not signing up for these events, especially in the engineering field. Yeah, have you got any advice on that? Because obviously you've done this type of thing before. Have you got any advice to women out there in the engineering space on how how to broach that, when to broach it, and what, what things to talk about? Um, yes, I mean, with, with conferences, uh, I can... I can say just uh, think of a, of a subject that you're passionate about and start somewhere. Uh, look for local uh, meetups, maybe. I am well, one of the organizers for the AWS meetup in Copenhagen. So if you have something uh, uh, on the subject of AWS, reach out. Um, but yeah, just start somewhere, share your uh, Share your learnings again. It doesn't have to. That's something else that I've seen with uh, with people when it comes to conferences. They are looking for maybe them coming up with something completely new, which is pretty difficult. Uh, so don't look at uh, yeah again discovering something, inventing something. It's just about um, giving your uh, your experience with. With a tool, with a service, what you learn, what was uh, um, what was good, what was bad. I usually, for example, when I do my um, my talks, I actually try to go through the experience I had with implementing something or doing using a new tool, for example, and what was my experience giving um, the the volume of users we have or the the type of use cases, which actually you'll be surprised there is not so much. Uh, if you look for tutorials, for example, they are usually the type of hello world uh, type of tutorials. But then when you start, when you try to apply it in real world, it's like completely different experience. So even with uh, with that, it's like just just start somewhere, reach out, uh, look for where you, you can speak and don't be intimidated of of questions that might come after or the fact that you might make a mistake it's all about learning and yeah sorry go ahead no what when did you like start this journey of empowerment within engineering of did was it a meetup you first went to and then what happened after that in terms of doing your first talk talk us through that because i'm really interested to know because to what you are doing now in terms of the events that is a journey. That is a journey. So what's that first step for a female engineer? Like, is there any 
Is it the meetup? Is it a conference? Why is it? Yes, in my case was uh, was a meetup. Um, it was the community days for AWS, which was organized in Copenhagen. Um, and then I reached out. Initially, I reached out to see if I can uh, just help out with the organization. Uh, that also, yeah, kind of uh, puts a question on my uh, uh, confidence because I was like me speaking. No, definitely not. Um, so I initially reached out with the idea of I would just help out um, with right. the organization. But then one of the organizers was like, why aren't you speaking? Like, put, put together an idea and see if you can speak. And then I was like, okay, why not? I'll, I'll give it a try. It's a meetup. It's not the, the, largest, uh, the, the largest audience. In the end, it did turn out to be around 300 people. Uh, <laughs> we, we try. Uh, we try to encourage people, eh, Angela. We're not trying to put them off. <laughs> but, but it it was all good. Um, I actually invited a few a few of my uh, my colleagues, and I could see them in the audience. And of course, I practiced a lot before. Um, but it turned out okay. And from there, I was invited to uh, someone in the audience saw me, and they invited me to to another conference, which actually even bigger and then I just saw like actually I I can be good at, uh, at presenting and I'm enjoying and being on stage and seeing people and of course I did get some tricky questions and I, after I was like oh that part I should have done it better but that's why you go to a next event where you're addressing those things so it's all about starting somewhere who, who was that person then uh the uh, the when you said oh can I help out do you remember that person? Because if we're thinking about the topic of that, that person, yeah, you may have ended up on that path, but that person definitely diverted your path into this discussion today. Yeah, and if you think about do you know that person? Do you know why they did it? Yeah, and trying to give some relevance to the topic we're discussing today. Yes, yeah, definitely. So that person was, uh, he was actually a director of engineering at that time in Trustpilot. Um, and I was talking with him before on the topic of um, women in technology and so on. So that's how he started. Well, if you want to make a difference, you should uh, you should do this. So that's how he uh, he kind of switched the, the topic from me just being an organizer to me being there in front of uh, in front of people and uh, encouraging others. Uh, his name is Martin Bubble, um, and uh, yeah, he actually made me uh, make the, the first step in, in this direction. Awesome. Thank you, Martin. Um, but yeah, I suppose, listen, that is a, a small tip, Yeah, that if you are listening today and you're in an event and you're passionate about this subject, there might be people saying they want to help out. And really, there's a hidden talent in there, or an obvious talent in there um, as well. I'm just reading some of the comments that people put in. I was too engrossed in our conversation, but Katie, Annabelle Rabbit, uh, she put in my first day of interview for a developer role. I was asked if I was sure engineering was something I really wanted to do, despite being what I went to the coding boot camp for. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Does that resonate with you, Angela? Unfortunately, yes, and that's exactly what I'm saying. With 
why we don't see more women if this is the the type of questions uh, we're, we're getting yeah and then uh samifa has just messaged, uh, put a question in here uh that she feels sometimes there is a need to constantly prove yourself and put extra effort do you have any advice to keep up the motivation in such cases and move forward into your field of interest um yeah i mean that's exactly what uh, what i was saying with uh, with everyone paying more attention um to to the yeah what what's being asked from their colleagues because as a woman in general you constantly have to prove yourself when it comes to to yourself why yeah how how to keep yourself motivated i would say think that those people that question your skills are usually doing it because they themselves are not confident in their skills uh that's in general what happens and then yeah, they they put that on uh, that insecurity in, in others and they see in general people see women as an easier target uh to put those insecurities so don't pay too much attention to to that just do the best you can and then that's it just be proud of what what you're doing um yeah, thank, thanks for the questions, by the way, that have been sent in. Really appreciate and some of the comments there for sharing your experiences. Um, I suppose a lot of the people listening today will be at a company. Yeah, whether that be in Denmark or, or further afield. Um, so let's put this focus on, because it, it seems like a lot of the challenge you're saying is people within companies are doing this. Yeah, either on purpose or not on purpose or for all these reasons. But I suppose a company is an entity, they can put processes, they can try and tackle this. Angela, have you seen anything that's been done by either Trustpilot or previous companies that you've worked at that seems to be working to tackle this issue? Um, yes, I mean, I can I can talk about some of the initiatives we have at Trustpilot. Um, so first of all, looking at uh, encouraging more more women in leadership that's one one initiative that uh, we have in the organization so not only specific to engineering but as an organization having more female uh, female in uh, in leadership Um, and we're offering mentorship and helping with uh, different discussions like how to negotiate because that's another topic that women not just in engineering have but in in general then also we've actually published um, uh, an article about the uh, gender gap as well with Trustpilot and we're looking at those numbers to try to to address them so that's another area that uh, we're looking on and then when it comes to engineering specific um, both so at Trustpilot we are two director of engineers and we're both female so this is a subject that we're really pushing um, both of us when it comes to to recruitment uh, so we're, we're looking at different different tools um, uh, that can help us with this with recruitment bringing more and more women uh, we're working with uh, with someone to look at the, um, uh, the the job description to make sure that it's inclusive um, what actually we, we discovered looking at the third-party application that can help us with identifying more women candidates is that in UK we did find a few um, 
that are looking at this specific topic, but nothing in Denmark. Uh, so, I mean, if someone knows about a tool like that in Denmark, I would definitely want to, to hear about. Um, but that's something that uh, we're looking and pushing uh, in in Trustpilot to make sure we get not necessarily hiring. We don't have a target to hire more women, but mm. bringing more candidates in and then the best best candidate to, to get the job. But right now we're not seeing um, a, a good split um, in terms of the, the candidates we're receiving. So that's the first step we're trying to tackle. And I suppose that this awesome work and Trustpilot obviously gets great reviews as well, <laughs> uh, pun intended. Um, and but yeah, I suppose one one of the, one of the things that has resonated with me throughout this discussion is not only people not getting into it or minimal females going into um, engineering, but even when they're in engineering, they're being diverted off that track. Yeah. If, is there anything companies can do to stop that? Yeah, because it seems so. I mean, attraction is so difficult. Retention actually is easier. Yeah, uh, and let's think of retention of female engineers to stay in those, uh, especially when they when they want to. Obviously, yeah. Have you seen any companies, or is there anything that you believe companies can be doing to stop the practice of be a product designer, be a product manager? This seems uh, it's kind of casual sexism that goes on um i mean it's it's quite tricky to see this because it's usually happening in one-on-ones for example or the manager directly um i would say if you are in that situation and you don't agree with racist escalated to to someone that uh, it's not the person that recommended the the switch for you um, and in general, again, it's the, the people that if you see someone switching, even though they were good or happy in the in the job they had, raise it with uh, with those that can listen. Um, our the other part is more education. As a company, you can put more education uh, around this and how you uh, how managers should talk um with their um, with their engineers uh, because in many cases it's not done out of uh, bad intention it's it's actually because they believe that's better um for for that person even though that person never asked for for that opinion and mm. so that's where I think yeah, more training we see in engineering, for example, and that this is kind of a different topic. But managers have been engineers, and you've been trained as an engineer for years and years, but then you switch basically careers and become a manager without necessarily getting a lot of training. Um, and then you are responsible for having all these discussions with with people. And not everyone is good at that. Uh, and as engineers, we usually don't have the best people skills sometimes. So as an organization, I think it's important to, to have training for yeah when when people become managers, but even later on, on just when they start. And is that happening? Um, well, I mean, in Trustpilot, we do have a lot of training for even before people become managers. So we have... Awesome. Uh, 
we have this program called Aspiring Leaders. Um, and the other day, actually, I, um, someone from the people department reached out to me to look at the, um, how we improve even more the, the program that we have for aspiring leaders. Um, so that, yeah, we, we have, because that's how you, you set the culture in, in your company. That's how you succeed by having the, the right leaders in place and yeah, ma making sure we start from from the the most junior all the way up angela is there anything that um just Byler want to do or have you got any kind of personal ideas that you'd love to do to really really create a really big impact in this field um well from my um from my perspective i definitely want to look at the way of um creating that space where women can uh, women in engineering can uh, network more, especially in the Nordic, since I discovered that that doesn't exist. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe I should be doing that, create that space where we can all uh, meet, talk, and uh, do some of these actions that we've been talking today, instead of waiting for someone else to, to make the change. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we used to, my colleague, Used to run a Women in Data um, event in Manchester, just 20 miles from where I am at the minute. And it was an incredible event. And you can see it just building over years. So difficult to maintain, but that one seemed to just maintain over years. And I, I went to a couple and it was just fun, fantastic to see something like that with very particular focus. That's what I think where meetups really, really thrive. Um, okay, let's just have a quick look. I, I keep on clicking off um, the questions. Uh, I've got another question here. So, um, yes, so what role does mentorship and networking play in empowering and advancing the next generation of female engineers? So I think you've touched on this slightly, but, yeah, I suppose to answer Jamie's question, what would you say, Angela? Well, again, it's it's a massive um plays a massive role in in having more more female engineers uh, again on the mentorship it's it's important to guide uh, and help females in any stage of their career on yeah what what should they expect next what should they do encourage them um more on like what should be expected from the job and what not um I would encourage everyone to have a mentor uh, that's outside of your company. Uh, if not in, inside, I would say try to find a different department. Don't think of your manager as your mentor. Even though it's a great manager, it shouldn't be your mentor. You should look for a, someone's input that doesn't have something necessarily uh, to, to gain or yeah, they are being responsible for something specific. Uh, but it's it's very important, especially for those that maybe don't have the the best role models um, in in the company or in their um, in their group. It, it's important to to look out for for mentorship and to get advice from from different people. Uh, and then again, the same with with networking. The the more you you network and you hear from others, you also yeah, understand better the, the situation that you are and you'll find different opinions and advices that you can 
years. What what impacts can be made? Because there's several parts from listening to what you said said to them. There's several parts of the journey that seem to be affected. Yeah, whether it's getting people into the subject itself, whether it's the joining the subject and then realizing you're one of two. Yeah, then it's getting into the company slightly being diverted of career. And if you continue on, yeah, you might just be. Uh, Martin might say, "Do this right." There's several several parts, and obviously we've, we've touched on most of them. How can companies or people like yourself impact the? university and early education stage well i would say being vocal about the subject and um, what's not working it's important uh, because yeah. that's how others hear and that's how you create a movement by by starting to be vocal um and then yeah when when it comes to to the education i think companies can have can have a, a big impact by uh, by showing uh, pushing more like pushing the information that they are they are having for example the uh, gender split in the organization what they are seeing because yeah if university are saying well this the percentage of women finishing these studies is higher but we don't see the same in companies what's happening like creating that common uh, discussion between companies and university to to understand why some uh, um, some people get lost <laughs> in that in that transition, and I know some universities are doing this with following up what careers uh, people have uh, to create their own database with who is actually continuing to be in uh, in the field that they finished, uh, but it needs to happen more, and they need to promote more the the data that they have. Um, then when it comes to us making a change about education, I know they used to be in Denmark, they used to be this, um, this program that was, uh, volunteering to do, um, classes with, um, with young children. Uh, but unfortunately it stopped, I think last year, uh, they didn't have enough, um, uh, funds, but. I think something like that, it, it's important to, to happen and maybe companies can fund more of this, uh, of these initiatives that are not, they will not necessarily benefit right away, but yeah, you can look at the, maybe is, yeah, who will be your workforce in 10, 20 years, uh, and start investing already there. Okay. It's, it's, we could speak forever on this, uh, subject, Angela. Yeah, there's so many facets to it, and I, I'm not, I don't claim to be in, in your shoes or anything like that. We went on a journey in recruitment of 10 years ago. It was a load of white males in suits on the phone, and now uh, on my team we're 50-50 in terms of men and women. Our, ch- our change is when we changed the job and when we started doing things like this, doing value-added and stop cold calling. It, honestly, over two years, the amount of people who were female in our jobs changed. Is there anything that can be done by um, people like yourself, director engineerings or development managers um, to improve the space for the women that are already there? I know we've discussed about the one-on-ones and <clears throat> train the managers not to um, deflect them on a different career path. Is there anything you can do to like 
make um, the space that people work in more um, female friendly? Um, well, I mean, definitely. Uh, first of all, by by raising um, any of the the problems that you see, for example, what we're doing now, addressing having the the tough conversations about recruitment, the fact that we're not getting enough uh, uh, diverse candidates, and even though we're getting pushback from from people from both myself and uh, Dana, the other director of engineering and trust pilot, we are both aligned that this is something worth um, discussing. Uh, so the same with uh, with other organizations, just push for the for these discussions. Look at the environment you have in the company because I can say I've been to different in different spaces, for example, where I felt uncomfortable or by the fact that mm-hmm. I don't know people were playing football in the office and I was like, that's not really me. Uh, so as as uh, as a leader, look if they are yeah, if your environment, if your office is actually welcoming for a diverse workforce or are you only ca- catering for white males yeah. um so even small things can can make a difference is the workforce actually allowing people to express themselves um that's also something that you can look into and sometimes it's all about encouraging people to be more vocal i i do that sometimes when when i see uh, some some of the female engineers being more quiet um, and then yeah I just have a call after and try to to talk try to have a one-to-one uh, myself to understand well why um, is it really because you have nothing to say or is it something else and almost 100% of the time it's because they didn't feel the that they had the space um, to to say something, or yeah, they felt the others knew already more than they knew. Um, so yeah, I again, as as you said, we can talk about this forever because oh, no. so just so many things you can do. Um, but yeah, I I would say everyone just pay more attention. I think if if all we were all paying more attention to the people around us, we would see this small things that can be improved and even doing that it will improve a lot isn't it crazy like there's so many people use me to hire software engineering freelancers generally because they can't find employees and everything we've discussed today is almost ruling out 50 percent of the potential workforce yeah because of the environments uh either that's happened in education in companies and manager training it sounds like you're doing some amazing thing over at Trustpilot though uh, so I'm glad for that um I'm conscious of time and thank you so much for listening everyone um Angela um yeah you and Dana hiring uh, at the minute just tell us a bit more about Trustpilot uh, obviously it'd be awesome to reach out to uh, females but there might be some some awesome males listening today today who's also got this passion as well just tell us about about what you're doing at the minute and what, what you're hiring and how they can get in touch yeah definitely uh so we're hiring for multiple positions uh you can go to our job website for Trustpilot, uh and you'll find all the positions we have open i myself i'm hiring for an engineer manager at the moment as well as a few uh, software engineers different levels actually all 
we have uh, openings for all levels from, from junior to, to senior. Um, so anyone interested, please, please apply. Um, um, in, in Trustpilot myself, I'm responsible for the B2B space and the data engineering and ML ops. Uh, so that's what I'm doing and the area that I'm hiring in. Um, and then Dana on the other side, she's hiring for the, the consumer space and uh, our trust space as well. So we are hiring in all these um, departments. And then, of course, if it's not engineering, we also have other roles there. Uh, but I'll let you discover them on the, on the website. Awesome. And you're on LinkedIn, obviously. Um, is there any other platforms people should like catch you on or is LinkedIn enough? Um, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, people can reach out. Please reach out, especially if uh, you're on this subject or anything else. Um, and then, yeah, I'm on all the other platforms except TikTok. I might think about TikTok after today. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and all the other uh, socials. Awesome. Angela, thank you so much. It's like so interesting and personal reflections. I, I might be one of those people who. I might just pay attention a bit more in those meetings where some colleagues that um, might be in this field aren't speaking and maybe I'm speaking too much. So I've learned something myself today. So thank you so much for that, Angela. Obviously, yeah, thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on the podcast, thanks again for your continued support. If you've been listening on LinkedIn, uh, much appreciated. Please do follow the podcast, which is Evolution Exchange Denmark. You can find us at Spotify and all the usual places. This topic comes up several times on um, our podcast, um, so please uh, please give it a listen if there's anything else. If you do have any suggestions on topics that you want to hear about, please reach out. Obviously, we do this because we care about the community. We keep the lights on, which ironically have turned off by placing freelancers, so please do get in touch anything tech data our products. Angela, thank you so much, um, and uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah, Cheers, everyone. You. See you later. Bye.